Well, hello there, and welcome to the Speak English Fearlessly podcast. This is the podcast for motivated English learners who want to speak English fearlessly and learn practical tips and strategies to conquer the CELPIP exam. I also love to feature encouraging interviews with regular people, people just like you, who are working towards becoming fluent in English, so we can learn from their experiences together. Who am I? My name is Aaron Nelson. I've been an English teacher for over 16 years, and now I work to help students prepare for the CELPIP exam through online classes. On today's episode, I want to get practical with you around what you can be doing on your own to improve your reading skills for the CELPIP exam and your reading skills in general. You know what? There's great news here. And that great news is that you can be doing this totally on your own. You don't need to be in an English class or with a teacher. All you need is you. And some or all of the reading sources I'll be talking about in this episode. So, are you ready to improve your reading skills in English? Then let's get started. For the CELPIP exam, and for just general reading, I think the best way that you can be developing your, your reading skills is by, well, reading. Read a little bit every day. But here's the challenge for you. Each of us have our own preferred kind of reading materials. Maybe you love novels. Maybe you love reading you know, stories of wild adventures or or mysteries or, uh, I don't know, maybe you just love novels. That's a different style of reading. It's a different style of writing, too. But if that's your sweet spot, if that's your favorite thing to do, definitely continue doing it in English. Continue reading your novels. Don't stop doing that, especially if you love doing it. But if you're wanting to develop skills for the CELPIP exam, for example, it's important to read widely. Don't just read what is comfortable for you to read. You need to try to explore other sources. And here are a couple of sources for you to consider, including in your reading practice. The first one are emails. Read emails and English. See if you can find examples of emails between friends in English. I imagine if you Google it, you'll find some examples. Look for examples of formal emails, like maybe from a business or a company, from one company to another. The style of writing, and therefore the kind of reading that you will be doing, will be different. The words will be different. How they put them together will be different. The way they open and close those emails will be different. The level of formality, how proper they are. You know, if the, if they're saying, dear so-and-so, or hey, hey friend, or see you later, or love Mary, or sincerely John. All of those things will change based on the level of formality and where that email is being written. If it's written in a company, 
it'll be one way. If it's written from one friend to another, there'll be a whole different style. And you may encounter those kinds of questions or those styles of reading on the test. Because remember, the CELPIP exam is meant to test your ability to use English in everyday situations. And email, well, we all know it, email is a regular part of everyday communication, isn't it? So practice, practice reading English emails and a variety of them, not just one style, not just between friends. See if you can find examples that are more formal. Another kind of reading that you should be exploring is news. News articles. I mean, maybe you're thinking, oh, that's so boring. I'm not, me, myself, I'm not a big news reader. I don't enjoy opening up a newspaper, for example, and sitting down to read. That's not my favorite thing. So I get it. I get it if one of these or multiple of these ideas aren't your sweet spot. They're not your favorite thing to do. That's totally normal. And I'm not trying to get you to swear off or or stop using your favorite thing to read. But I'm encouraging you to do this to help you prepare for the CELPIP exam. You need to be reading widely. Don't just stick with what you like, at least until you're done the exam. But it is a good way, just saying, this is a good way to build your reading skills in general by reading a variety of different sources. So look for news articles. That could be in your local newspaper. Pick it up and and read an article here and there. If you're at the library, for example, you can usually find uh, the newspaper that of that day there for you to read for free if you don't want to pay for it. You can definitely jump online and find things on the CBC, for example, cbc.ca. That is a great resource for you. It's filled with lots of different kinds of articles. There's news, there's weather, there's sports, there's uh, lots of different options. Actually, one of the the options that we're going to be talking about next is opinion pieces. But we'll get to that in a minute. So read the news every once in a while. And as a bonus, you should be listening to this kind of thing too. Because I'm pretty sure you're going to find something like that on the CELPIP exam. Being able to listen to a newscast and pick out key information. And the same thing will be true as you try to practice your reading skills. When you're reading through a news article, if you really want to focus and, and try to bring out information that you're reading, one, try skimming. That's That would be the first thing that you should try, no matter what kind of a, no matter what style of reading you are reading, be it an email or a news article or an opinion piece or a brochure, you should first practice skimming through it. Time yourself. Maybe bring out your cell phone if you have a cell phone. Set your timer on for for two minutes or three minutes or five minutes, depending on how long the article is. If it's short, give yourself a challenge. Give yourself 30 seconds or one minute to try to work through it and do a quick skim or a scan to try to draw out the most important ideas. And you do that by, yeah, I'm waiting for you to answer. How do you skim? If you're saying by reading the first line of a paragraph, 
That's right. That's how you skim. That's an effective skimming strategy. Just read the first line of each paragraph. All right, back to the topic. So we were talking about news. You know, one of the best ways that you can draw out extra information after you've done the skimming part is read through it again, and you're focusing on trying to do it quickly. Maybe definitely not as quickly as when you were skimming, but try to do it fast. But see if you can answer the five W's. This is especially helpful when you are reading the news because good reporters try to answer those questions when they write. And the five W's are who, who is this article about, who is this news story about, what, what happened, what was the event that caused this to be news. That news article will tell you. So see if you can draw out what happened, who did it. Or who is the main character in this article? So that's two. Who? What? The next one is when. When did this happen? Usually you can find that by skimming. So give that a try. When did it happen? Did it happen this week? Last week? This year? Last year? A long, long time ago? Those kinds of things the article will try to answer. So we've said who? What? When, the next one is where. Where does this story take place? See if you can write that down as you're reading. And finally, why. Why is this important? Why does this story matter? See if you can draw that one out too as you're reading. And they're really interesting because they're written by regular people. Normal people, just like you and me. They're not necessarily reporters. They're not famous writers. They're not you know, uh, big news people. They're just regular people sharing something that happened to them or expressing their thoughts about something. And you can get some pretty interesting stories to read. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, my students and I, we were working on reading through an opinion piece, and we found this fascinating article about a couple who moved to Canada from Nigeria and their whole story of how they found jobs, how they found a place to live, but how they ended up feeling like they were stuck, like they were paralyzed or isolated somehow because of their style of work and because they were new to Canada. They just felt kind of trapped in their routines of just going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home. And they were having a really hard time. So the story expresses their, one, their appreciation for their local library, because that's where they began to make connections with people. It's a really cool story. I'll, I'll include it in the show notes if you want to read it. Maybe it will inspire you too. If you're, if you're struggling to make friends, or if you're struggling to, to feel like you belong here in Canada. So be reading opinion pieces too. And like I said before, the cbc.ca website has a whole section devoted to opinion pieces. And the language that they use, the words that they use, the style that they write in will be completely different to the news section, for example. The news section will be more formal. The opinion pieces are much less formal. 
The next style of reading that you should get into is reading brochures. You probably wouldn't think of picking up a brochure to read it to practice your English. But my friend, you might see this on the exam. You might see something like this on the CELPIP. So practice it. Maybe if you're walking downtown, there's lots of different places where you can grab an English brochure of some kind. Maybe if you go to the more touristy area of your town or city, you can find brochures talking about, you know, tours that you can go on. Like where I live in Victoria, British Columbia, it's a very popular tourist destination for cruise ships, for example. And if you go downtown, close to where the, the cruise ships dock, there are all kinds of places that try to serve people who are visiting. And they have these brochures about trips that you can go on. I'm thinking one, of one right now. I'm thinking about one right now that offers uh, tours to try to find whales. Yeah, sightseeing. And, and they have these brochures, all in English, that tell all kinds of things about the different packages they offer, the prices, um, the, the kind of things that you need to bring with you, what you can expect on, on such a trip, etc. You need to be able to read through those articles and pick out that kind of information. You might be faced with questions that ask you about what is the cheapest price for doing such and such an activity. And in the exam, you might get an example brochure. And you have to go through the, the brochure as quickly as you can to find where this information is. So it's good for you to pick up the odd brochure here and there. And again, very variety is important. Don't just read one kind of brochure. Try picking from different places. Like maybe what is a school brochure like? What kind of information would be on there? Or the tour company that I was just telling you about, that will have different kind of information than the school one. So my point is, don't just get stuck reading one kind of material or one kind of brochure or one kind of style of, re of writing. You need to expose yourself to a variety of different sources. And finally, the last one that I would suggest that you get in contact with on a regular basis is the more formal kind of reading. Maybe an educational piece, like if you get a, a magazine like the National Geographic, for example, that one has interesting stories, but it's written in a more formal style. So it'll be different than everything else we've been talking about. Finally, to summarize, to summarize, my friends, the best way for you to develop your reading skills in general and for the CELPIP exam is to read widely. Don't box yourself into one style. The more you do that, the bigger your vocabulary will become and the more comfortable you will feel with each style. Thank you so much for listening today. Go out there, read a little bit each day, read widely, and most of all, have fun as you do it. And I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.